0: We'll <music> Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor Podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm an Inventor Product Manager and this is episode number 35. So the last couple of episodes we've talked a bit about what's new in Inventor 2010. And initially I was going to make this a four-part series. It's, it's uh, lengthening out a little bit. I apologize I didn't get an episode out last month. But I'm going to, really I'm saving the best for last. There's some, some exciting new things in 2010 you may not have seen yet. Uh, I'm going to cover some of, uh, most of those today, the things that we haven't really talked about. Inventor 2010 is huge. This is a, a really big release for us. So there's just no way we can cover everything. But I'm trying to hit a lot of the, the new exciting things for Inventor 2010. So a couple of things that we haven't talked about yet is some of the interoperability with Inventor and other products. And that a uh, couple of things we've done there, some of the interoperability is around AEC Exchange. AC Exchange is, a, is some technology we added a couple of releases ago to Inventor 11 that allows you to take Inventor models and save them out and use them in Revit. So this could be something like doors, windows, chillers, elevators, escalators. Uh, you can put connection points to them, specify a category, and then be able to leverage that information in Revit. So we've we've made some nice enhancements there, we've taken advantage of something called shrink wrap technology which allows us, we're expanding on the LOD reps and substitution and allowing you to really take a large assembly and save it down to a single part and simplifying it, removing holes and, and a number of other things. So we'll talk about that. And then also some of the native import-export capabilities, just when you do a file save as or open, we have all those different options while well, we're expanding that and giving you some more options with CATIA and JT files. So let's take a look at the, our first video that we've got queued up, that we can, take, we can see some of the shrink wrap capabilities, what we can do with it, and let you start playing with it with your designs. So with that, we'll roll the video over the last couple of years one of the things that we've heard is the the need for large assembly performance uh... many of our customers are doing larger and larger assemblies they need to be able to manage things in a a better fashion and we've really set the the stage work with LOD reps some of our substitutes things that we can do to, to really take large assemblies and still be able to to work with those large assemblies we've also now added the ability to create a, a shrink wrap. What that allows you to do is take something like a, a subassembly here and start simplifying some of the components to lighten the overall assembly. Now, I could create a shrink wrap of this entire subassembly. I'm going to grab a subassembly though of it and, uh, and go from the bottom up. So it may be that I have this sub-assembly. We'll, we'll create a shrink wrap of it and then I may want to specify some of the settings in here. It may be that, in this particular case, I don't have uh, any voids or internal components that are hard to see, but you have the ability to turn off components. If you can only see, say, five, 5 or 10% of those components, you can have it turn them off. You can also turn off components by size. So I can tell it that if uh, per ratio, if I have a part that is 5% of the overall assembly, I can turn that off. Uh, during my shrink wrap component. And then also the ability to patch holes. So I, have, I may have a bunch of holes in here and I want to be able to really lighten up the amount of faces that I have in my design so we can remove those. And then also I have the ability to break the link or, key, or maintain the link. So as I make design changes to my, real, my overall assembly, that will update my shrink wrapped component as well. So it'll still be associative. Well we can preview this and get an idea what this is going to look like as a shrink wrap component. So I can see all these small little components that were around here will be turned off and then we can create that lightweight representation. And then with that let's just save this design and I want to be able to take a look at how this is going to work in my sub-assembly. So we want to be able to create a substitute here and I'm just going to create a new substitute and we'll select that file that we just created. Now we can switch this back and forth. You'll notice that if I go to my master we've loaded in all the components, all 56 components or if I want to go to a substitute we can drop this down to just a single part file and you can see that it's a much lighter weight representation. So in a a huge assembly I can take the sub assemblies, make shrink wrap components of those, reference those into the overall assembly and essentially it's going to look the same but it's going to have a much lighter weight, snappier feel to it and then I can dynamically load and unload the information that I want to work on. So this is a, a great tool when working with large assemblies. So the final category that we'll talk about is uh, the usability and productivity, and this is the area where you'll find probably most of the things that you look forward to in Inventor 2010. This is where some of our sheet metal and drawing capabilities are, but this is also where we have other things like local UCS or being able to create your own UCS, your user coordinate system, uh, some of the browser restructuring. Uh, for Inventor 2010, we now allow you to create new folders in the assembly browser and restructure your design through folders instead of always having to do it through sub-assemblies. So some of you may want to keep more of a flat structure but organized by folder. That's something that you can now do. Uh, as I mentioned, the user coordinate systems where we'll actually see the user coordinate systems in action. So with that, uh, let's we'll take a look at the user coordinate systems, and then from there, we'll take a look at some of the sheet metal enhancements. As many of you know, often in building assemblies uh, requires adding various constraints and depending on how how you design your components, it may be that you just want to be able to use a UCS, uh, a, a user coordinate system to actually link all of these together. So one of the things that we've added in Inventor is the ability to to view and add constraints based on a user coordinate system. So I'm gonna turn on the user coordinate system of each of these components. And you'll notice that we can come in now with the constraint dialog and we have a constraint set. So I I can actually grab a constraint set from a user coordinate system and constrain it to another coordinate system. So with this, I can have one main coordinate system that we want everything to, to be linked to and be able to use that particular coordinate system. And you may wonder how something like this is set up. We can come into one of these parts and we'll actually put a UCS right in this particular part. Now in this case I really probably want this to be at the zero zero of my design. So we'll just go to the 0, zero here. You may want it somewhere else so it's very easy to specify where that's going to be. And then once you're done you can just finish that up. So that's set up at the zero, 00 and then we want to add one last constraint to lock that down to the, the main zero, 00 UCS. So with that pretty easily I'm able to, to add all of those constraints put all the components where we want them to be. Now regardless of what type of design change, how we move things around, uh, those components are all going to be tied to that user coordinate system. So another great way if if depending on your modeling preferences uh, a great way to be able to lock things down and in some cases make it a bit more robust and quicker to update based on your design. Well let's, we're winding down, let's jump into some of the exciting new enhancements around sheet metal. These are some things that have been asked for for a while. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about some new technology called contour rolls which allow you to basically take an image like you see up above and be able to actually uh, revolve it and then be able to flatten it out and get a flat pattern. Um, Also it's been requested a, a bit the last couple of releases or the last few years to be able to have things like squared around. So now you'll be able to have transitional shapes from something like a circle or an ellipse to a rectangle and then we've also added tools to be able to rip these. So you don't have to you don't have to create a profile that's already got uh, gaps in there to unfold. You can create the geometry and then rip it after the fact. So those are a, a couple of really cool things we've been able to do. And then also oftentimes it's necessary to see a bend order So we now show the bend order in the 3D flat pattern, as well as transferring that over to the flat pattern. This is something you can override, so if you want to adjust, uh, maybe bend one, you really want it to be bend six, and bend four, you want to be bend one, you can easily go in and tell it to to move these things around and adjust the bend order, and then get a table out of it. But with that, I'll stop talking about it. Let's actually see some video and, and see how this all works. So let's take a look at it. A couple of things that I'm really excited about this release are some of the new sheet metal enhancements and also some of the new user interface tools. You'll notice we've gone to a ribbon style uh, window where we can see all of the commands in here with different tabs and then we've also added the ability to get some really nice things as far as if I have multiple documents open I can start to get tips or tool tips that show me the document that's open and then I can start uh, doing all the, the different layouts here, arranging them different ways from down below. So it's a really nice way to lay things out, see what's going on and then some of your navigation tools over here on the side. So really nice new user interface and um, really streamlines a lot of the, the different areas. But to get into the sheet metal, let's start off with a, a couple of things that we're pretty excited about. Uh, oftentimes in building sheet metal maybe that you need to do some type of uh, shape like, like this particular one, like a tube that maybe bends and you need to flatten it out. In a case like this we have a center island of a kitchen. We want to put some type of duct that goes up through the ceiling for the ventilation. And we need to do a couple of different things. As a duct comes up we need it to actually jog over to the right a little bit for some clearance. So let's take a look at some of the, the new capabilities we have. The first thing that we'll do is we want to do what's what's called a, a, ro- a contour roll that allows me to select a profile, an open profile center axis and then we can start determining the angle in which we want to revolve this and we can revolve that around so you'll notice that we're just revolving that a little bit and we're going to bring that back the other direction 45 degrees just so that we can jog this over a couple of inches so we can see that we've been able to do that pretty effectively and then we want to extrude this straight up so with that we'll just go into our regular extrude command and we're going to take this straight up into the ceiling. Now this is this is something that we could have modeled something very similar to this in the past, but the real, accomplish, the real accomplishment here is to be able to create a flat pattern from this. So you'll notice that we can create a flat pattern and be able to see exactly what that's going to look like. Now, not only that, it may be that we want to add some stiffeners or various information in here. So let's go back over to our design and we want to unfold some of this. So let's go to that duct and I'm just going to use some of our new unfold tools and unfold a couple of these bends so you can see it's just a straight tube now and we want to place a a sketch on here and we're going to put some type of punch that's going to go across those bends and it's going to stiffen it a little bit so with that let's just go to where we've got some of our standard punches and we may want that punch to, to go out bring it out or push it in doesn't really matter but we can see that we've got a punch in place So now we want to refold everything up. So we'll just grab each of these bends. You can see that we can bend everything back up. And you'll also notice that it gives us, it's showing us that here it's actually squishing that material and here it's stretching it. So we can see uh, it's giving us a pretty realistic effect of what it's doing around that bend. But more importantly, we want to be able to see that flat pattern. So you'll notice we go to the flat pattern, it flattens it out, we can see exactly what it looks like. So some really powerful capabilities built into Inventure 2010. Now the next thing that, uh, that we want to do is we want to create some type of hood that is uh, going to capture all of, the, all of that smoke and, and pull it up through the draft. So let's go to a lofted flange. This is a new new piece of functionality as well that we want to create a nice lofted flange that's going to go from the lower profile to the upper profile. And we can do this as a press break and on each of these edges we can, do, we can put in various properties for the press break information. Or we may want to do a die form, which for this particular component we probably want to do a die form. Make it a little bit smoother, a little bit cleaner. So we can go in, create the die formed, and notice that right now this is all a a single body. There's no no rip or anything anyway for it to flatten out. So we want to be able to rip this, and we can just select a work point or a couple of work points and rip it across those points. And then we want to flatten it out. So you'll notice we're able to go in and flatten this particular geometry out. So we've been able to do a couple of really cool things. We've been able to create a contour roll and flatten it out. And, and even do things like a punch across bend, unflatten or un, unfold, refold. And then we've also been able to do a contour flange. So some pretty, pretty complex things that we're able to do in a very quick and easy manner. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is a lot of the the nice productivity tools for Inventor 2010. There are a lot more in there. uh, As I also recommended, it'd be a good idea to take a look at the what's new and see all the new things in there. You can see a lot of the drawing manager enhancements and a lot of the the bill materials and a lot of things that that we just haven't had a chance to discuss, but hopefully you enjoyed. uh, There's some really great things in there. Really excited about the sheet metal capabilities, shrink wrap. Uh, some, some really good things. So with that, again, hopefully you enjoyed. Certainly give us feedback, and uh, next month will be a regular podcast with some tips and tricks. So if, if you have recommendations or certain things you'd like to see, I do get those from time to time and try to incorporate and get those in here, and um, hopefully enjoy. So with that, we'll uh, talk to you next month, and have a good time with Inventor 2010.